Hey, you're listening to K is for Kinky, and we're your friendly neighborhood kinksters. I'm Jen. And I'm Eden. And today we're talking about something uh, that's actually kind of not my favorite conversation, but it is necessary. And we have promised it, and here we are to tell you all about our argument systems and protocols um, for handling the yuck that happens in every relationship, including DS. Hello, and welcome to the K's for Kinky podcast. This podcast discusses adult topics, so if you are offended by adult topics or are under the age of 18, please stop listening now. Also, while Miss Jen is a therapist, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are not to be taken as personal therapy for you. She is not your therapist. And if she is your therapist, just remember that what she says only technically counts in your private sessions. Have we ever talked about like our other communication systems or is this the first time we're kind of diving into that? I think this is like one of the first dives sort of. Mm -hmm. Basically, here's the thing. Um, Nobody really likes to talk about punishments and consequences, although I actually really do enjoy talking about them and I I love building systems. Um, But it's kind of like uh, not a super fun topic to be like as an S-type being like, here are the systems that I helped to create to punish myself but that is actually kind of what happened. That's right. So in our heart system conversation, we talked about the blue hearts being information, but Boo. not necessarily... Boo heart. Not necessarily being a punishment. It kind of roundabout is, which you mentioned in that episode, in terms of it slows down your ability to get like prizes for the pink hearts, but it's not a direct like punishment and it's not used for something that's more... Um, critical or yeah um so like yeah the if you haven't listened to our heart system episode go listen to it it's useful it's interesting um and it's one of my favorite parts about how we do systems in our dynamic um but yeah we do have a way of communicating as she said in the blue heart uh but when we talk about like arguments punishments consequences and like serious problems that need to be addressed um and that are not simply a matter of communication but like oh, this is big. Like either I need to report something to her, she needs to report something to me, we got to adjust something in the dynamic, or we've had an argument. Like that's kind of what we built the systems today that we're going to be talking about for. Um, Because there's, yeah. like you want to start with the part about how we kind of decided our start of the day, like with our our morning routine where we have like a short check-in and how from that – we can move forward if we have to, like what our systems are from that. And also during the day, if something happens that there is a kind of insta reaction to how we kind of pull all those things forward. Do you want to start with that? Yeah, sure. Okay. So there's multiple types of arguments that can occur and we've broken our day down into sections and we have structured our days and we've built systems around communication because we were just having madness. Well, (laughs) It was just like, it was like, it was like a food fight of words every day. (laughs) Well, what was, what would happen is that, you know, something would come up and one of us would get upset and no matter what else was happening in that day or no matter what one of us was in the middle of, um, you know, we would just start talking. We'd just dive right into whatever it was. And that led to, especially for me, um, frustrations around the plan that I had for the day. And typically for us, 
it wasn't just like, okay, we have a blow up for, you know, 20 minutes and we walk away. It would usually end up being like potentially hours worth of conversation and it would start to really frustrate me specifically because of time on top of whatever the conflict was. Um, And so it just, it wasn't contained It wasn't contained. And so we created some systems to contain these conversations. And also Um, to make sure that they can happen. Because the other thing that happens is that if you don't designate time to have conversations, whether they're fun to have or not, and usually they are draining, to be real, it's emotional labor, right? But if you don't put in the emotional labor, um, your relationship will suffer. Um, it's It's just not a good idea. And we've had times in our relationship where we've avoided conversations or haven't had time for them. And it always builds up. It builds up into not being able to respect these systems when there isn't outlets. Like, it's, I, I would liken it to steam building up, you know? So um, I feel like everybody talks about this, but, like, it really is true. You need an argument protocol, and it really is true that you need a time and place to basically speak freely to a degree. Respectfully, but freely. Yeah, and I think when people think about power exchange, at least, you know, for me, a big, a big cornerstone of it, that I, the reason I'm drawn to it is ideally when it's going well is less conflict, right? Because it's like everything is understood. There are roles, there are expectations, et cetera. Um, And so people, you know, nobody wants to talk about the fact that we're still all human and we still get upset about things. And, you know, especially in our dynamic, it was, I didn't have structures in place when we met because I hadn't been in a 24-7 dynamic from the D side. So, um, you know, we didn't have something to, you know, I don't want to say rigidly follow, but kind of. Um, no, it was loosey-goosey. So- I, I really, I really, I really <laughs> like the likening of like a verbal food fight, like at any mo- moment in time. <laughs> And maybe it was and nice it wasn't structured. Maybe, you know? I'd, maybe I'd throw some like ice cream at you. Like, hey, I love you. Let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about this. And you'd be like, I'm working. And be like, but ice cream, you know. Or maybe it was, you know, hey, yeah. this really bothered me. Or hey, it, but it, at any time, you know, you might get mashed potatoes to the face. Well, and <laughs> I hope not. Um, but that's the thing, you know. People don't want to talk about this part, you know. And I think I don't know if part of it is because people feel almost like shame and that's a little bit of a heavy word than what I mean but almost like a shame of like oh if we're having arguments and we're in a power exchange dynamic we can't talk about it because that means we're doing it wrong that we're you know messing up and whatever so you don't you don't hear a lot about it I feel like also though people often like if you I'll I'll say this like as you know a a pair a DS pair who speak openly about the dynamic, there is this pressure of wanting to present the problems you're facing as in the past. And also, it's just not a good idea to be real, to talk about problems you're currently experiencing. Like if we were having a fight right now, bad idea to talk about it. We've had that experience on the podcast where we've had to be like, let's pause or, oh, this came out weird. And, you know, it's it's easier to talk about shit when it's in retrospect. But the, the reality is the potential for conflict is never in retrospect conflict will occur it is not logical to be like i'm gonna do ds so that there is zero conflict but what is logical is to go i'm gonna minimize conflict utilizing ds as a structure yeah so like we handle it yeah but yeah no we we know we're gonna fight we will fight we will have disagreements we just hope to minimize conflict and to have our fights not 
destabilize or upend our dynamic. And deal with it in a more... Um, Civilized way. Uh, Less food no, fight. It's a P word. Poop. Productive. Oh my God. <laughs> Poop. In a more productive way. <laughs> because like, you know, like we mentioned before, it's just happening randomly out of the blue in the middle of the day and I'm stressed about work or whatever, it's it's not going to be as productive regardless because it's just, we're not ready for it. The feelings are, you know, we're emotionally aroused in not a good way. Um, Ow. Do you get it? Emotionally <laughs> oh God, aroused in a bad way? Awful. It was sexy awful. and then it came into pain. Awful. That was bad. Was it bad or was it amazing? That was bad. I need to request a conversation with um. you. This is going to be a redirected argument. Growl was very good. (laughs) No. Um, Anyway, so we have systems in place. And and like Eden, you know, like you were saying before, a lot of people talk about it like it, you know, when they were dealing with issues in the past, but now it's all fixed and fine and dandy. We are in the middle of trying out these new systems. We have just started using these new systems. And these are, we're going to be talking about some stuff that we are both working on actively right now. So the way that we built this structure is as follows. Miss Jen gave a really good outline for how we're going to do this. We're going to talk about the start of our day and what to do if there's conflicts at the start. What happens if during the day a conflict arises? Redirection, right? We'll talk about that. Then we're going to talk about punishments and consequences. We're going to put that in here, right? Mm-hmm. So this is like the whole... The whole shabam. It's the boogeyman of DS. We're talking about that today. Mm-hmm. Um, also, very quickly, I'm an S-type to my dominant. I'm also switched, but we'll leave that aside for a moment, okay? It's really affirming in DS to have your dominant uh, uphold structures, systems, and boundaries and to give consequences and punishments not out of anger, but because it's what's right to do. It is a way for you as the S-type, or I'll speak for myself. For me, it's a way for me to understand that there's an adjustment or a correction, but there's also usually, usually there's love or there's communication about what happened after and before. And the punishment is a way to sort of make up for what went wrong. It's a way to process the disagreement without having it actually subvert your dynamic and without punishments and without this type of structure and consequence your dynamic can actually be turned on its head pretty quickly well and it's also a way to close the door on something yeah you know it's it's in a lot of you know i'll just say vanilla for shortcut but in a lot of vanilla relationships there might be a conflict that occurs and there's a fight or whatever and then people you know just kind of brush it under the rug or they think oh we talked a lot about it for hours now did they come up with a resolution probably not that's usually a step that's missed but they think okay well we're happy now so we'll just keep going um or what's what can be even worse is hey we had a conflict we had a fight now one person is pissed off but they don't want to keep fighting so they hold it they hold resentment it grows and it ends up leaching into the relationship, popping up again and again. And the reason that a lot of people in power exchange use punishments is to shut the door on that, to say, okay, this conflict happened, you know, whatever rule was broken or, you know, disrespect or whatever it is, right? Whatever, whatever the issue is. And we're going to talk about it. We're going to have a punishment 
And then that's it. The punishment is the door being closed on that issue and we're not going to hold resentments about it and the S type isn't going to, right? <laughs> yeah. And the S type, the, the ideal, right, is that the S type also doesn't hold guilt over it. That is their way too of shutting the door on it. When you do something that you feel is either wrong or incongruent with your dynamic as an S type and the D type doesn't acknowledge it or like doesn't punish it or correct it, even if you don't want to repeat the mistake and you didn't do it deliberately there's this feeling of like almost like gaslight in ds where you're like i know it was wrong but there wasn't any reaction and i feel like it's very similar for like when children misbehave when children misbehave and the parent doesn't respond or doesn't respond in a way that like addresses it the kid might repeat the same mistake or just feel very abandoned and so like i just wanted to encourage before we go into what's what's happening i want to encourage s types and d types alike who are listening to this or switches or whoever, but if you're in a power dynamic or you're thinking about it, punishments are a good thing. Acknowledging mistakes are a good thing. Acknowledging, whoa, this really made our dynamic feel unsteady for a second. I'm going to write this and make sure our dynamic is in balance. Like that's very important. And it's, it's as long as, okay, I'm just saying it's important and it's nothing to be scared of. Punishments are positive. I just want to be clear though, that punishment is not necessarily something that has to be like corporal. It doesn't have to be, uh, physical, right? Oh, we'll so, come up with that. We'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Yeah, there's different ways to do punishment. I just want to make sure for people listening, they aren't like Jen and Eden say that it. You have to have physical no. punishments in your. That is not what we're saying. In fact, some of the most effective punishments are often not physical at all. Yeah. Um, but like, so, yeah. and people, you know, there are people who are in dynamics that don't have punishments but at the same time they may still incorporate consequences right um corrections and at the very least i would assume a lot of communication about things that don't go in the way they should yeah so let's talk about this punishment in and of itself (laughs) let's talk about this though okay so um in the morning we get up and what we've done is we protect our time and that's why we've created these systems so that our time doesn't get wasted or drained because we need our companion at time right and so do you you deserve it too so you should also consider structuring these things i wake up i get shit ready she wakes up i serve her coffee we chill out for like anywhere from 10 to what you missed our walk Uh, (laughs) we live together and both work from home it's a very different situation than somebody where even if you live together, one or both people leave to go to work every morning and come home at the end of the night. We have to be very structured or um, mindful mindful of our time and how we use it because we overlap so much. Yeah. So, so yeah, our, our morning routine, Eden gets up a half an hour before I do, gets a few chores, you know, specific chores done first off, gets the coffee brewing. I get up. We most of the time try to go for a morning walk. That time is protected. That is considered companionate time. We come back. We have our coffee time, which is also protected as companionate time. Because the last thing you want to do is be bringing up like shitty stuff before you've had your coffee. Just saying. Um, And then at the end of that, we have a, a... small amount of time for a check-in and this is the very first time you have basically she's like do you have anything to report and we call it the reporting window the reporting window can only go for about 10 to 15 minutes depending on whether or not we have like a hard a hard end of like she's got to go but it cannot last longer than 15 minutes and during the reporting window 
I will often share if something was out of sorts when I came out into the living room, usually if like the kids left stuff or whatever. I'll share if there's a concern that I have or something small, I'll report it to her. She will hear the report. We will solve the problem or even, and this is hard because, you know, if you're upset about something as an S-type and you are told, you know, hold that thought, that's really challenging. But if we cannot solve it in 10 to 15 minutes, this is one of the first parts of the argument protocol. It gets paused and rescheduled. And it's Miss Jen's responsibility to reschedule for um, a 90-minute window. Mm-hmm. And she is supposed to reschedule as soon as is reasonable and possible, and uh, ideally within 12 to 36 hours. However, it's not always possible to do that, but With she will schedule. try. <laughs> yeah. She will try, and we will, we will at that time and that date, we will have the same conversation, but we will do it in a 90-minute window. Um, if at any time we have a scheduled conversation or argument or disagreement that is in the 90 minute window and we can't solve it in 90 minutes we pause and we schedule it for another 90 minute window 12 to 36 hours later because we have discovered and I really want you all to consider that this might be a good idea for you as well we've discovered that we get fatigued after an hour and a half of heavy emotional labor and it's just we, we degrade into not being able to have either constructive conversation or it is technically constructive. But the result is that we're both in horrible emotional states and we can't recover for the rest of the day. So if something is so debilitating or ineffective um, because you just did it for too long, why would you do that? Right. So we have a 90 minute window rule for any serious or hard conversations. So that's the first type of um, argument protocol. Morning, morning reports are contained in 10 to 15 minutes or they're redirected to the 90-minute window. The next type of argument protocol occurs when we are going through our daily existence, which is, you know, most of the rest of the time, and I am upset about something or she is upset about something or we start something, even just a regular conversation, and it becomes clear that it is degrading into an argument. This is harder to catch and we're both still working on this because technically it's her job to call a call, like to say, whoa. Call a call? call. You're supposed to call, call it. It's her job to call it call as a, a dominant, <laughs> but sometimes I will be the first to notice, oh, this is going south. And it's also difficult because it's kind of ingrained in a lot of people to want to get the last word or to want to get one Defend point across. Yourself. Yeah, and it's actually most responsible in this type of case to completely avoid any last words and just to go, whoop, we're done. And it's fucking challenging. I'm not going to tell you it's easy, but I'm going to tell you it's effective. Because we have found that if we don't do this and we engage in the conversation right there when we're angry, I would say only like 10% of the time does anything positive come for that. Usually, it's bad. And we've actually had situations where we have successfully redirected or like mostly successfully. And uh, the conversation is lighthearted and easy to get through. Snappy, done, 15 minutes, three days later. But in the moment, it would have been a three-hour conversation and argument. So we redirect in the moment. If it's not scheduled, we redirect. Um, That's how we handle that type of redirection. And then um, another thing that can happen is I can request to schedule a conversation. So I can say, I already know this is heavy. I want to talk to you about this and I want to schedule it. Um, And we will schedule in that way as well. And again, all of these scheduled conversations slash They're not meant to be arguments, but harder conversations are only to take up a 90-minute window. And these are basically the three ways that that can happen. And Ms. Jen can also request a 90-minute window. Um, Another thing um, that we try to implement, and 
again, part of this is both of us trying to catch it <laughs> early. The earlier you can catch it, the easier it is. But, um, you know, if I say something and or, or make a request or whatever, um, and Eden has sort of a, an immediate emotional reaction to it, um, ideally she is supposed to kind of can feel whatever she's feeling, of course, but follow through with whatever the request was, take some time up to 24 hours to process what it was. And then if by the end of that processing feels like she still needs to discuss it, then to email me and then we will either email about it or schedule an in-person conversation. I want to talk about the emailing thing really fast Um, because for some people it's better to talk in person up front. And I actually like to talk in person for the most part and can hold myself pretty well in person. But Miss Jen doesn't always do very well in person and sometimes will be more emotive and more clear, clearer in speech when she's had time to process and she writes she comes across, she gives good text. She well, gives or, good writing. Or even when I've just had time to process, yeah. which is a big reason why we have these moving forward system, yeah. systems. But there are some conversations that just happen better in email because it actually removes tone. And I think for most people, the removal of tone is a problem. But for us, when it's a really heavy conversation where we're misreading or like overanalyzing each other's tones, we won't actually hear the sentiment correctly. So when we do email for some of these conversations, it gets rid of possible miscommunications that have occurred in the past based on how we're misreading each other's facial expressions and tones. Yeah, I will. I want to clarify. I tell other people that 99% of the time, if you can have a conversation, a more difficult conversation in person, that is best. Second best would be like, you know, FaceTime, Zoom, whatever. Third best over the phone fourth best you get into like emails and texting it's not typically what I would recommend and it's not what we did for a long time however we just happened to find that it worked well for us so we're an exception to we are and I tried to apply this rule (laughs) to a person recently when I was trying to like put up a boundary Turns out it really is true. For most people, you should <laughs> not, not text or email. Um, but in our case, we did utilize that. We do utilize that. And um, if you're having a hard time communicating verbally, but you find that you are really good at doing it over text, don't turn your nose up at that. Any tool that works for works, you yeah. works for you. So that's what we do there as well. Um, but uh, so we've now talked about the morning report and redirection from that if necessary. We've talked about in the moment de-escalating possible arguments by redirection we've talked about intentional scheduling and we've talked about uh, me having an instant reaction or some sort of an emotional response to a task and how that has been asked to be redirected by miss jen um and i'm supposed to wait for there's actually a cushion that miss jen likes me to have for 12 to 24 hours to think about my feeling before i send her an email because um she has found that I process better with more time. I'm kind of in between. I think that I sometimes process better and sometimes it doesn't change. But even if it's 50% better processing, that's something to, you know, look at. So, but that's how we handle all of those things. Now I want to talk about punishments. And I don't really want to talk about the past other than this. In the past, in our relationship, punishments were not used. And part of that was because... 
in the beginning, the very beginning, certain punishments were tried and found to be not correctly effective. Okay. Well, that, they were used. I'm, they I'm just here. Weren't, I'm here. Weren't effective. I'm here. I'm simply doing a little tiny abridged version. Punishments were attempted in the first year. They weren't found to be effective and they basically weren't used again. Hey, you thought a lot of them were hot. No. And that's not actually, it is and isn't it necessarily a bad thing depending on what's happening in the S-type. But regardless, year one, some attempts, faulty, stop, many years, no punishments. Um, conversations would be had. Corrective conversations might occur, but punishments weren't there. Consequences weren't there in that way. Um, here we are. We are now doing punishments and consequences again. We've talked about it. We both agree we want this here. And we've worked together to build them because um, – that's what works. We, we work best when we work together. Does that all sound correct and fair? I'm not saying it judgmentally. I'm not saying critically. It is what it is. That is our past. We are moving forward. Well, yeah, I think very similar to when we talked about how we went through different phases of reward systems. Yeah. We, did, we went through the same phases of trying out different punishment systems. And it was, it was just really about us learning together what might work and we're at a point now where I think you've learned enough about yourself in terms of what works that we have a system set up that we are hoping will work. And we are now at a point of trying to implement that. Um, can you speak to what was challenging for you as a dominant when it came to, to punishments throughout the last four years before we kind of worked together to come up with what we have now? Well, I think in the beginning, and I'm kind of pulling out the pandemic because that that was that was a rough time. But... I'm gonna give you the mulligan on that one. <laughs> um, but I think in the beginning, you know, again, new D type for a 24 seven dynamic. I never had to deal with doling out punishments before, like outside of like just play, right? Punishments and stuff. Um, and so, you know, I think for me, part of it was I had in my mind. Oh, you know, every time there is cause for a punishment, I have to be creative and come up with something that like fits the crime, so to speak. Um, and word, I don't know why but the word Machiavelli just came into my head. Like you got to really. <laughs> and like, you know, I tried things like, you know, I knew that she hated ice, for example, and being cold. And so like at one point I did a punishment with putting ice on her but then afterwards she was like well that was actually kind of no pun intended hot um (laughs) that I did that but then there was something else I don't remember what it was for but I remember having her like write lines um which was effective it was actually being late I think I and I couldn't remember my my address but the point is that was effective (laughs) and she's done yeah so like that was a a try and I was I would try to come up with things that I felt like fit or were creative around the thing that we were trying to you know correct Mm. um and I had you know the punishment of the corner time adding minutes every time you forgot a certain thing in the house yeah. actually worked. It worked. Um, but I, I always, I think, compartmentalized like each different, uh, I keep saying crime. It's not a crime, but each different. It's not a crime to leave the toilet seat down. <laughs> each, each separate offense, I felt I had to come up with a new and creative way to punish it. And so even if something worked, I was like, okay, well, good. It worked on that thing. Great. <laughs> and then the next thing is like, okay, now what am I going to do? And that's, first of all, it's it's a lot of energy. It's a lot of like, pr- 
pressure, I think, for the D-type to have to sit in this constant state. I mean, not that you were messing up that much. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like that. Like, My S-type. Constant need of consequence and punishment. Well, and it was nothing. I'm was, running out of ideas. Nothing was, like, you know, capital P punishment. None of it was that. It was all, you know, lowercase p punishments. It was, you know, being late or the toilet seat or, you know. But, okay, so here's the thing that was interesting. I love that Miss Jen talks about this pressure to be creative because in a scene, as a top, you should be creative. Yeah. In a life where you're going to live with somebody 24-7 and you're planning to marry them and, you know, be buried in a coffin on a similar hill. I want to be cremated. Let's mix our ashes together and be one person. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, let's let's keep going. What is that laugh? That's like a weird evil laugh you got going on over there. <laughs> oh, I cried a little too. I really liked that. Um oh what god. was I saying? Oh, I was gonna say be like dying together. I in don't a know. life in a life where you're gonna be with somebody for a really long time, it can't be that you have to create a new punishment every time. What really matters in DS is co- told me that. I know, but <laughs> what matters is consistency. And um, the other thing I wanted to point out is that anytime we had serious arguments where we yelled or we subverted our dynamic, a punishment was necessary. And recently, uh, Mistress Cyan has counseled us that D-types don't get punishments, but they punish themselves. If Miss Jen has conducted herself in a way that's not good, I as the S-type should be able to trust that she doesn't feel good about it. And I've actually seen that in practice. I've seen you feel like shit when things go poorly. Well, and I think that's part of it too is that you know if you if you get into an argument and you're both like just losing it and yelling at each other I felt like well how do I how do how can I punish you when I was equally as like caught up in the shit you know and so that becomes a big part of it as well yeah and like I respect that you didn't want to be unethical with punishments but really when these types of things happen a consequence of punishment is good like when i when i too ethical oh come on (laughs) um when i think about like an argument now like if we had an argument now and you also had poor conduct let's say we both just kind of had bad conduct while it would be nice for you to be like we both fucked that up and i'm going to unfuck this up you will be punished and i will tell you the things that i'm going to change in myself but you will receive a consequence and you will be adjusting these things in that way my dominant would be coming in owning what she did wrong and also holding me accountable for what I did wrong and also holding the dynamic. And when this is the way that like I would want it to be done now, but this is something that like I can now communicate to her and that I feel like my dominant needs to have that communication. You deserve that communication. And I also feel like that's almost like dominant 201. Like I feel like I didn't come in with that. I didn't come in with a mentor. I didn't, like not in the scene, but like into my dominance, into this, into this dynamic, I didn't come in with a mentor. Like I was just trying to figure shit out. Granted, I wasn't new to the scene, but it doesn't really matter. Like I was still trying to figure all that out. And I feel like, you know, what you just talked about was like, you know, it's like dominance advanced. (laughs) Advanced dominance. (laughs) Well, I think also too, not to be a dick to any of your previous partners, but I don't know that you've ever had a dominant that treated you that way and it modeled that for you oh no 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 most of my dominance were probably like i feel like you probably like 
weaseled out of consequences many a time listens to this no i'm just just saying like if you don't have that behavior modeled for you how do you see and 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 the thing is you may know many dominants that you respect who do model that but you wouldn't see it because you're not in that dynamic it's really interesting because i wonder what would have happened you know i mean obviously this was years and years and years ago but when i was an s-type and i was i was unpartnered at the time and i was a free-range s-type and sorry yes i was a chicken um i had actually approached a another a couple not in any way to look for a dynamic not for any fun times or anything like that um they were friends and but they were in a um in an ms dynamic and i respected them and i actually went to the the dominant and requested like, hey, would you ever be willing to do like a weekend training? Yeah. Like I go to your house, no sex, like nothing like that. But like come to your house and go through a more of a like a high protocol training. And I wonder if I had I, – I know I was on the S side, but – you could if have I up did something. that, yeah. I would have probably picked up some things from the training yeah. from the D side that would have carried over to me being a dominant. Um, and it never happened. It yeah. never happened. But um, well, we're here now. Yeah. And so yeah, what I, we just, have, yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. What we have now is um, we've collaborated and I kind of came to her and I, and I was like, we got to make some systems. And one of these systems is what we're about to share with you now, which is the punishments and consequences. So. You know what I really want from all of you listeners? Hi, this is Eden, by the way. Miss Jen, say hi to the I listeners. I think they know. Do they know? Maybe they think I'm you. I'm I have purple hair now. So. Yeah, we would really, that's going to really fix the problem of people mistaking us for each other. <laughs> on the podcast that they can't see us on. <laughs> we would really appreciate it if you would send us your... One million dollars. Sorry. No, finish that <laughs> sentence because that's actually better than what I was going to say. Please send us your money. Um, no, I was going to say, can you please, please send us an email at ksforkinkyje at gmail.com with an episode request. We already have so many ideas, but we want to know what you want to know. Um, and there are enough of you listening now. That's right. I see the numbers. I know that there's like at least 100 of you listening. You guys could really help us out because we want to help you out we want to give you what you want so send us an, a, a, a request for an episode and we will not only fill the request if it's reasonable <laughs> i'm sorry i have to say that to some people we, like we can't guarantee yeah like if one of you guys was like we want to hear farts in the microphone i'd be oh. like Done. Where's the money? Where's the one million? Yeah, dollars? but like as long as it's a reasonable and like honest request, we'll also um g- give us your name and we'll name drop you. Whatever name you'd like us to say, we'll say this person suggested this episode. This person suggested this episode, and here we are giving it. We would in really your email say I consent to you using this name. Yeah, so let us know. We really want that from you. We love you. Thank you to all of you who are listening in. We love making this podcast and knowing that there are people who are receiving it really just makes our freaking life for real. This is a huge, this is what is this, like 40% of our life at this point? Like it's a large percentage. A lot of the pie goes to the podcast and that means a lot of the pie goes to you. This metaphor is getting away from me. Which is why we really need Patreon. Okay. No, no, stop. (laughs) We're not asking for that. We're not asking for that. Fine. Okay. All right, that's good. Don't join the Patreon. You don't want the cool stuff on there. Don't even go over. Don't even look. But if you want to, it's case for kinky. Don't look. All right, back to the episode. (laughs)
I can receive a punishment or consequence for a lot of things. Consequence to me is a word that is a little bit less hefty than the word punishment. But um, the blue heart is the blue heart is the first most basic type of correction. The blue heart has no true weight other than canceling out pink hearts and slowing down my ability to earn a reward. But the blue heart is an opportunity for my dominant to show me very quickly. I didn't like that. And that's something that we have set in that is supposed to not be in a, a yucky moment. It's supposed to be a quick, easy communication tool. So the blue heart is the first level of consequence, okay? But um, other things that I could get in trouble for, and the one that actually I get in trouble for the most, she says, outing herself, mm-hmm. or they said, I go by she, they. What are you going to do? Pick which one and go with it. Um, Shay. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, we're going forward. Um, having an issue in the moment with something and giving her that report and saying, I have an issue with this, which is my default setting of saying, whoop, don't like that, and just immediately communicating I don't like it, that is something that we are uh, removing from our dynamic because it is causing arguments. And it's really challenging for me, especially if I feel like – typically if I have a problem with something that I'm being asked to do – there are three things I have a problem with. One, I don't feel like it. And I don't feel like it under that umbrella is usually I'm sitting down, I'm trying to relax, I'm tired, or I'm overwhelmed. That's one of the reasons that I'll put up resistance. Uh, not, by the way, I don't sit there and plot this. I'm just reporting after an- having analyzed retrospectively. I'm not like a dick being like, I don't feel like it. It's more like, like I don't know how to describe it. But the other reason will often be I feel it's unfair. I feel it's unfair or I feel it's fear it's un- feel it's unreasonable. And those two that that last one, the second one, I usually am able to muscle through I don't feel like it at this point. I do a really good job at this point. I'm going to pat myself on the back. I no longer am putting up very much resistance for I don't feel like it. And if I do, it's usually like, "Oh, Eden's having a really bad day and I know she's having a bad day and she's near to tears, but she's still begrudgingly doing it." Like I understand why my submissive is in a bad state, but like it's very rare that that is happening. Is that Hold on, Miss Jen. Am I accurately reporting this? Oh, too long of a pause. <laughs> too long of a pause, and you guys cannot see the facial expressions. But I too long. I would just say it's still something that you're working on. Okay, I'm still working on it, but it's gotten better. <laughs> yes. Okay, thank you. Whoo! I'm not even gonna edit that out. I don't. I want you to know this is this is me. <laughs> All right. But the other one um, that I really actually struggle with and um, I'm really fucking struggling with is when I feel something is unfair because I have always had a strong reaction my entire life to something is unfair. Um, And that's part of the challenge, too. But I will get a consequence um, if I am having this reaction. Usually, so far, it's been a blue heart. I'm waiting for the moment when she says, here's another consequence. Miss Jen is still a little bit light with the punishment system, but I think she's probably improving on using it. Do you feel like you're... I also need to finish getting it typed up and printed so that yeah. I, so that I you feel can... more confident having it where I can reference it. Yeah, we got it here. We got it here. I'll, we'll print this out. But um, that's, that, that's a consequence immediately. Um, and again, my dominant is going to be implementing these more and more. But the, the hope is to adjust behavior to get rid of things that are not serving our dynamic and that are slowing down our life. It's an efficiency thing. It's a respect thing. And it, it's good for both of us to have this. And I, I want to overcome these things, which, trust me, it's hard for me to say that when in the moment all I want to do is be heard. <laughs> but um, if I don't, what will happen is I'll put up, like, there'll be like a hiccup. There'll be a hiccup where I'll be like clearly showing a sign of like frustration or something. 
she'll say, it's time, you, you need to redirect that. And right now we're still in that process of learning the redirection and we'll come back, right? But that's one thing I can get a consequence for. Another thing that a consequence can occur for is uh, not following a halt. I actually don't really get consequences for more than resistance, to be real. The resistance that I experience, I feel, is some of the hardest stuff that we face and like that's probably the, the worst of it. But um, there have been times in the past where a consequence would have probably been warranted or where a punishment would have been warranted. And I feel like when we have large arguments or I'm disrespectful, it would be warranted. Um, most recently, I had a really bad anxiety meltdown. And during that time, I wasn't being especially respectful. And I felt really bad about it afterwards as well. And I was aware of it in the moment and like very distressed and kind of removed myself physically from Miss Jen and you know, she, she didn't give me a punishment that day because she was aware of the situation surrounding circumstances, but part of me wished she had, and we've talked about that. Yeah. Um, And I told you, like, I don't feel right punishing you for something that is related to your mental health struggle. Yeah. Um, and I guess I respect that, but like, that may be the reason I'm seeking punishment for that is not healthy, but, um, other things that could cause a consequence or punishment would be like, uh, not doing a task so failing to do a task of agreed to do um consistently respectful tone i mean although the first thing that i think that's in our uh systems for me to do is just say the word tone yeah right and if you immediately correct it then i don't see a reason to go forward with punishment yeah we have we have But if it's like it keeps going yeah so bad tone um i mean other stuff's bigger that i don't see it doesn't really happen very often that's one of the things too is that like I don't know, but I feel like if we're having an argument and we both lose sight, a punishment is necessary. Like what I described, like the 2.0 description. It's kind of hard for me to come up with shit that I do wrong because I'm actually kind of an angel. So, you know, it's hard for me to come up up with it. I'm a a perfect baby. Um, There's also on the other side, there are littles consequences or littles punishments that we're still building because I have a little side and dealing with the little is very different from dealing with me as my adult headspace but let's talk about regardless of what the offense was since we're having a difficult time coming up with offenses because i'm so great it's just those little ones they just happen a lot (laughs) jesus um so here are the list of consequences the first thing that can happen for a consequence besides a heart is a verbal warning most likely used for a tone um the next these these are in sorry these consequences and punishments are in order of basically elevation and then they sort of go into a generic like grab bag they're all equally usable miss jen can use any of these at any time and is not required to start like on the bottom of the list and then go up to the top if she feels a punishment um that's more hefty is required she can use it and she's also not confined to this list she can do stuff outside of the list creative if i want but i don't have to there's not that pressure exactly and like this is all stuff that I can help to come up with that would really impact me. And we've also put it, yeah. it <laughs> we've also put it by our mentor too and, and made sure that an outside eye agrees with this. But uh, the next, so first is verbal warning. Next is going into position and a forced pause. Um, I might be left in the position for as long as Ms. Jen feels it's necessary for me to be in it. And going into position typically means going into kneel or worship. It's a, is our position, I think, two? Yeah, uh, no. No. It's, it's, it's usually worship. It's usually worship, and um, this this is not so much a it, it's a, it's like a mental reset and a physical reset as well. It re- it reaffirms the dynamic. Um, it also it, just gives me a minute to process yeah. what's going on. Going into position, 
um, with this forced pause almost always will lead to the next couple of steps. If I have to go into position, it means something's elevated to the point where we need a kind of a whip crack between us to reinstate the dynamic and to remind the dynamic. No, but like it is kind of like a, it's like a, a tool for that. So after the position is paused, Miss Chen will speak and reframe what just happened through her own lens and through the lens that she feels is correct. I may disagree and I may have a time in the future point to discuss my disagreement, but I am not supposed to challenge her reframing and it also allows me hopefully to align my mind as much as as is reasonable with what she is seeing and feeling because hopefully she is being reasonable. She is being rational, right? Um, after the reframing, if Michelle th- thinks it's necessary, she will then go into a punishment. Um, punishments start at corner time. Corner time is very annoying. If you've never been in corner time, I'm just going to tell you <laughs> it's an absolute that's, waste of time. That's why it worked. <laughs> it's uh, for somebody who fidgets a lot. It's challenging. Um, and I've had corner time also force me to be in reflection the same way that a position can force me to be in reflection. So corner time does work. Um, after corner time comes physical correction. Physical correction is no warm-up impact. And while I am a masochist, no warm-up impact is a challenge. It can be a challenge, but especially if the energy behind it is I am punishing you. That does not feel good. And even though we have experienced in the past me as a masochist transforming punishments into pleasurable things, I realized that the pleasure I get most out of this type of interaction is my dominant cares enough to pay attention to me. My dominant cares enough to correct me. And that feels good even if the punishment didn't. And so the feel good part isn't actually undoing the punishment. It's actually feeding the dynamic. Um, So that's something interesting to look at that nuance and to understand what it is. Um, I certainly wouldn't seek physical correction um, in this way because I can get physical affection in other ways, but it feels good to have your dominant care enough to punish you. Um, The next step is speech restriction. And this one is, in my opinion, worse than corner time and physical correction because for me, um, I talk a lot. Mm-hmm. and uh, speech restriction either for a small duration of time in the home or outside of it would be very challenging. By the way, if you ever see us doing speech, res- speech restriction in public, it is quite possibly not a punishment. It might actually just be my dominant wanting me to be in that headspace. That is totally something that could happen that's not a punishment, but it could easily be used as a punishment. It would be so challenging. Um, this next one is really Ugh, this one really, I just feel icky just thinking about it. I can't imagine doing something to earn this, but loss of spending money, um, no special or non-essential purchases for up to one to two weeks. I mean, I can't imagine a punishment lasting longer than one to two weeks, but maybe it would if it was really necessary. I'm lucky enough that I have, we have disposable income and my dominant lets me buy little things here and there. Not much, but. No, you let me get quite a bit. I, no, I'm saying we don't have much disposable. No, <laughs> but you're very, I feel you're very giving and gracious with the money we have. And like, you know, we were just looking at an online shop today. Like I feel very well cared for by my dominant. It would be very challenging for me as somebody who enjoys little gifts here and there and enjoys like this type of thing. That would be hard. Um, and that would be a real consequence for me. And then the last one is one that is the it's considered the top of the list only because of my own issues with um, body dysmorphia when it comes to food. And also um, I use I use recreational substances for my spiritual work. But if something was bad enough, Miss Jen can restrict alcohol, recreational Use and special food restrictions. So she can take away things that I 
I'm used to being able to have. And she actually already controls alcohol consumption and consumption of a lot of things. Actually, she already controls all of these things. I asked her before I eat special food. would be the removal for a set amount of time. Yeah, and that would be really hard. Um, That'd be really hard. Other punishments not listed uh, can be used as well. But to be quite honest with you, even though all of these things are listed down, I cannot possibly imagine escalating beyond speech restriction. I can't imagine her needing to do something like this um, because I could never imagine causing a problem or being in a headspace or doing something that would warrant this. I can see her needing to use punishment or choosing to for repeated offense of small thing building up, but a major offense I could never see. Um, And I think that's also one of the reasons why we haven't implemented a punishment system like this is because all of the issues we've had have built up to be large, but they've all been small little bumps along the way that end up just beating you up over time, you know? And so most likely we'll be able to adjust things that need to be fixed in our dynamic using the easiest and smallest forms of punishment, consequence, and reframing. Um, But it's kind of comforting, to be honest, to know the parameters, to know as the S-type that all of these things are possible and to agree that they're possible because it lets you know that there's a security in the boundary. There's a security in handing the keys of the car over to the dominant and saying you're driving and that's kind of what this is for us um after a punishment is given um or before like after an argument or something is occurring so if if basically if the whip crap isn't sorry crack well whip crap (laughs) okay if the whip crack is necessary, a.k.a. she has to put me into position and we have to reassert the dynamic because something is going on between us that is an argument, which has happened before and is a real possibility, Miss Jen may need 20 to 30 minutes of her of alone time and quiet time before she can do what she needs to do as a dominant to be supportive because she can sometimes be resentful or frustrated or angry and she needs to cool off. So we have it in here that if that happens, Ms. Jen will ask for the 20 to 30 minutes and then I will give it to her. And that's something that we've implemented to make sure that that can happen. She'll then call me back and we'll finish the situation. So we'll finish the reframing at that point and we'll finish any punishments or we'll assign punishments and when they'll happen. Um, we also have implemented, and this is really important. I really suggest this if you're going to be using punishments and consequences, which I do advise that you do if you're in DS. Um, there's a coming together ritual that we have after the punishment occurs or after the reframing occurs where we, we, we reset ourselves. We debrief very, very mildly, but Miss Jen frames basically like you are my submissive and I am your dominant. I love you. This punishment is over or this is the lesson learned. We are moving forward now. It's a closing of the book in a way that is healing and that also reasserts the connection. And that's something that we have added in because punishments can be very alarming and scary. To be punished and then abandoned would be hard. So we really recommend having this at the end of a punishment or at the end of any sort of like situation where it warrants it. Again, like a whip crack where you go, go into position and like you remind each other, this is the dynamic. It may be necessary to also have this coming together at the end of all of that where you're like, we love each other. Let's keep going. Let's pick ourselves up up and and keep on moving. These are the systems that we have that we have written that is becoming a part of a revised contract and these are all things that we are implementing now not right the second but well yes now in terms of you know this is this is all basically new in terms of these systems 
um, and these protocols. And, you know, we've only been practicing, you know, what we've needed to of them for a short amount of time. And even in the practicing of them, like we stumble, we forget. Um, it's a lot to remember what we just did. Yeah. I think this is like going to end up being like an almost hour long episode. We always try to aim for lower now, but it's a lot and it's a lot that's new. It's both of yeah. us adjusting our behavior to fit the dynamic. And it's like with any new protocol, you know, you both have to sort of practice it and it can take some time, especially when it's multifaceted like this. So. Yeah. But I'm relieved that this is here. I'm relieved it's written down. Um, I don't want to earn punishments, but it's nice to know that there will be them. And I hope that my dominant uses the system to help adjust things in me that need to be trained differently. And I also hope that what this does is reaffirm our dynamic and make us very strong. You know, um, so I'm looking forward to this era that we have this here. Uh, if you're listening to this, I hope that you are hearing a couple of things. One, punishments and consequences are not evil, bad, or to be avoided in terms of like, don't build them into your system. You should want to avoid them as in you don't want to earn them. But it's not good to have an absence of consequences, punishments, and argument protocols in your dynamic. That will ultimately lead to disruption. In the same way that you shouldn't let a kid eat candy for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The kid will tell you they want to, but they don't. They don't. They don't want to lose all their teeth by age 12, right? And it's the same thing with an S-type. An S-type might shy away from the thought of consequences and punishments, but in reality, it's what's good for the dynamic, and it's what's good for everybody, including the S-type. It's good for everyone. That's the first takeaway that I hope you have. But the second is that nobody's perfect at doing this and that this is not necessarily easy and that we are not perfect um, and we have struggled with these things. And the reason I want that to be the takeaway is because I do not want to hold ourselves up as if we are a golden idol of DS because what we really are is a pair of people reality of DS who love each other <laughs> who have a lot of resources who have still struggled and who also love e- I already said love each other who, who <laughs> um but who are constantly discovering new and better ways to do this and I if you have struggled in DS and you are listening to this if you are willing to work together and you're both willing to take accountability for things that should be done differently you can laser focus on what works and what doesn't and build systems like this so that it works. The point of DS is functionality and it is happiness by both partners. So there's no reason if you're both willing and you both have the overlapping interests and you both are smart enough to do it, there's no reason that even if you're struggling right now, you couldn't get to a point where you build something like this. This is something that is at the cornerstone of power exchange, which is structure. Yeah. And you know what? We didn't have this cornerstone there for a long time. We still managed to get through, but... We're still here, but... (laughs) We're really grateful we have this here now, and we hope that others put this there as soon as possible. Um, We can't go back in time, but we can go forward, and we're very grateful to still be here together. All right. Well, I love you too, and we're doing our best. And it will hopefully make our dynamic even stronger for the next five years. Or 500 if there you go. get bit by a vampire. I hope there's a space between 5 and 500, <laughs> to be real. All right. Thank you so much for listening to our arguments protocol. We're going to go ahead and shout out our team really fast, and I'm going to do it real fast this time. Sidley Nassessled, 
Um, <laughs> they are great. We adore them. They all help out in various ways. Sid built our uh, Discord and our website. Lena helps to moderate the Discord. And Tussled has helped us make our cheeky notes and has given us some important feedback on content and statistics for um, how we run this stuff. So we are very grateful to all three of them. And of course, of course, we could not end an episode of Case for Kinky without yelling the name. Don't yell into the microphone. Pudding! <laughs> Pudding is a Call Me Kinkling, which is the highest tier of our Patreon. Patreon. And <laughs> we are so grateful to her and to all of our patrons. And also, we're grateful to people who hang out in our Discord and just to listen along. Thank you to all of you. We really couldn't do this without you and have an impact so we appreciate that you're here um and we hope to see you next time on case for kinky bye we won't see any of you but hopefully you'll listen be well precious kinklings